0: parenthood is a time of so much change for you and your baby a little reliable information can go a long way towards making this new life a good life i'm jessica rolf and this is my new life a love every podcast Montessori parents can give the impression that they do it all. Organized home, tidy bedrooms, carefully ordered trays and activities. Sometimes it seems like Montessori sets the bar really high. So high that it feels unattainable for a busy parent. One Aussie mom has gone a long way toward making Montessori principles more accessible. Her name is Kylie Dalton. She is the author of the very popular blog called How We Montessori. And I had the pleasure of mining her for some of her tips on how to bring Montessori into our homes. Here we go. So Kylie, tell me about the mindset of the Montessori parent. What does that look like? Mindset is absolutely everything. I mean, you can have toys,
1: materials, and but if you don't have the right mindset, it's going to be hard work for you. It's not going to fall into place. So I think the first thing that we need to remember as parents is just to observe our children, see what they're doing and what they like to do and Observe and try to meet their needs, and that can be hard to do because we're so busy organising. We organise things and get materials and toys and activities that we think that they might want to use or that we think they should be using. Whereas if we can observe them and see what they like to be doing, or what their needs are, or what skills they like to be practicing right now, then we can and um, provide for them and try to meet those needs. But I think from a parenting perspective, and this is what I learned very early on, we also we also need to let go of the process and have confidence in our child. I like to have my house clean and organised and be controlled, and I like things done properly. But we also need to have this mindset where we can let go and trust the child. Like if, if the child's chopping up carrots and they're not perfect, I need to let go. I can always re chop them later if I'm really going to be crazy about it. Or, or if they're pasting and you know this paste gets on the a little bit of paste gets on the table that. Is enough to to kind of set a lot of people off, um, but you, we need to let go and in, uh, empower the child. And you know, the bed's not made perfectly. They might clean up after themselves and leave some crumbs. So we also have need to have that mindset of letting go on our perfection, which a lot of I think a lot of parents might struggle with.
0: I found too that just taking the extra time you know, mm-hmm. having some times where you can take the extra time to just let them struggle, which leads me to yeah. my next question. Like, how do you handle kind of like, you know, uh, observing and letting them experience themselves versus correcting or mm-hmm. teaching? It can be hard because
1: like I said, a lot of us, like I
0: speak for not
1: all of us, but some of us feel controlling and we want to be able to get things perfect and we don't see the need for the child to struggle when we can just put their shoes on and be done with it and go out. But it is worth just taking a pause and then take another pause before we step in and help them because quite often in those moments where we're between the struggle and when we're just waiting, that's when they can learn for themselves. They work it out for themselves how to tie their shoes or to, how to get the arm through the armhole all those sorts of things, it just takes a little bit of extra moment. And they children need to struggle to learn. They need to work it out for themselves. So we can show them how to tie their shoelaces or put their feet in the sock, but they need to struggle and work that out for themselves. It's the only way that they are going to learn and the process is worth it we're also teaching our children problem solving skills and we're also teaching them persistence which i think some children um struggle with and might have struggled you know with it too they'll give up because it's not easy i can't do it put my shoes on i'm over it Or they might, you know my toddler when he was younger he would just throw his clothes because he couldn't put them on but it's worth persisting and just giving them that time and allowing for the struggle the children need to teach themselves and they need to experience that struggle to get through it so I don't know if you've seen it you know we observe children doing puzzles quite often there's a bit of frustration because something won't go in and then when it eventually clicks you can just see that smile on their face or that you know sense of achievement it's visible um we can see it and it's powerful we we can't take that away from our children
0: And it's another thing that I love about Montessori is that teaching the real before the abstract. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what that looks like in your real life with your toddler? It's so important because I think a lot of kids these
1: days, including, I mean, the temptations are there for my children as well, is there's so much online, so much visual stimulation, so much TV that what Montessori wants children to do is experience things with their hand first. So we want to make their learning real. We want to make it visible. We want to use all of our senses where we can. We want to allow children to touch and to feel and experience. So we want a child to um, see real things before they experience the abstract. So what that might mean is introducing you know, fruit and vegetables for children to cut up and eat and smell before we read books about them. Or we might want to go out to a farm and see real cows and animals or the zoo before we start learning about them at home. But it also is also things like counting. We want children to count real things that they can hold in their hands. So whether that's their socks or their apples at the supermarket, before we just start teaching them to count, you know, one, two, three, four, five, we want them to have that real experience. And sometimes that's hard, especially if we're busy working parents, because we can't always take our kids out. I'm doing a lot of gardening with my um, toddler at the moment and learning about things like worms and seeds because he can see we planted sunflower seeds and they're now up and we've just planted corn and just to see as much visibly hands on smell eat as they can is just really really important and children learn in a real sense before the abstract
0: And how does this translate into actual tasks? What are some examples that might be surprising to listeners of things that your toddler gets involved in? Yeah, we
1: try, obviously we try to get him involved with almost everything that we're doing. So if I'm in the kitchen, I'm cooking up a soup or a stew or something, I'll put something aside, for example, that he can chop. So we'll use a real knife. Um but we teach him and give him the skills to use that. So there's lots of kid-friendly choppers and he's actually even started to peel, so it might take him like 20, 30 minutes, but my toddler can like peel a sweet potato and it's messy, but it, he loves it and it's fine and it gives me the chance to do other things and he um, likes to chop with his knife. But also everything from pouring his own water, he's got a little glass jug that he uses in the fridge and he gets out his real glass, so we're using those real materials that are breakable, but He's able to learn to get them out and treat them with respect and pour his own drink. But there's a whole heap of other things, just like even hanging up the washing. We've got a little clothes hanger, but quite often with those clothes, indoor clothes hangers, there's little rails that kids can reach as well. So he can hang up his own washing. I'm hanging up all the big washing. He can hang up his little shirts and even things like folding up his own clothes and putting those away, things like combing his own hair putting out his own um, tablecloth, his own little napkins and his own little placemat where he can put everything in the right spot because we've got placemats with those little markings on them so no knows exactly where little knife and fork needs to go. But even things like flower arranging, you know, I love the garden, we love to go on nature walks and if we pick up any flowers, it's lovely to put them in a the little vase, you're bringing a bit of nature inside and um, making the place really beautiful. But every aspect we can think of um, we try to accommodate the toddler. It, it's a great way of not only keeping them happy but meeting their needs, giving them skills, and it kind of contributes to this environment where everyone's pitching in, so whether it's dinner, washing it's, it's not up to mum to do it. Everyone's helping and even setting the table. You know, toddlers love to set the table and putting plates out and even using tongs. Like my toddler loves to serve. So if we're having a salad, he might serve himself some salad from the bowl using the tongs. So that's great for their hands. He loves it. feels really empowering. He loves it serving salad for his brothers and um, it's all about empowering the child as well.
0: I love that. I just love thinking about your little guy just doing all these like independent things Big kid things, my four year old made made me eggs this morning. Maybe my Aww. husband had eggs. But she cracked the eggs, she scrambled mm-hmm. them, she mm-hmm. or whisked them, she cooked them. It was so sweet. That's wonderful. They're so capable.
1: They are so capable of doing these things.
0: Mm-hmm. They are so capable. It's really surprising as a parent. I think oftentimes we forget because we're kind of stuck in time. It's so hard to evolve with our children. They're growing so quickly and their capabilities are growing every minute. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there's so much to explore in the kitchen from even eggs is a great thing to cook, but I've got a little hand-crank juicer, which, you know, from two or three kids can use. So even making their own juice, I mean, it's well, wow, like I never would have thought of doing that if I hadn't read about Montessori or slicing strawberries or making butter with those little butter shaker things. There is so much we can do and if I hadn't read about Montessori, if I hadn't listened to other Montessori parents, I wouldn't have even thought of having you know a toddler cooking eggs it's um kind of opens our eyes um, to experiences that we kind of haven't imagined before, but some things like even toilet learning has so enriched our lives because I would never have thought to tried to do toilet learning with a young toddler and all three of my kids have um, learned how to use the potty.
0: So tell me a little bit about toilet learning. I'm so interested. How did you take the Montessori approach to potty training? From the age when my children have started to be able to walk independently, I've got the potty
1: out and put them in training pants. So the training pants will hold a little bit of pee, not all of it, but it allows the child to experience it. And also we have gone um, pantless when we can at home. And then we gently, when we can see the child is needing to pee, then we can take them to the potty. Don't rush. Don't scare them. Don't say, let's go. You need to go to the Oh, my gosh, that's here. so <laughs> me.
0: That's so me. I'm just having flashbacks of just, like, rushing with my child to the bathroom. Go so on, it please. It definitely helps if we've got tiled areas
1: or, you know, not precious carpets and things like that. Or we can use even thicker training pants to start off with. Or you can put, like, a little cover over the training pants so the toddler can feel that they have wet their pants. And we use cloth Um diapers from from the start too so the child gets to experience that witness so over a period of time we guide them towards using the potty so they just kind of make that connection there and over time there have there have been messes there has been a little cleanup but over time the children begin to understand the process and when they're ready they start to use the potty So that's not strictly Montessori. Lots of Montessori families will go straight to the toilet. Lots of Montessoris will use elimination communication. But we do start quite young, so the children make those connections quite early. And when they start to use the potty, we empower them to wash their hands, clean up any mess with us, put their dirty clothes away, and kind of be involved in that full process. And then over time it kind of just works. They kind of just gradually... um, make that connection and then when you feel more confident you can go from training pants to underwear and then try to do the training pants or underwear at night time so there are prompts so before going out Um, we can suggest they need to go to the toilet, we can try to pick up on those rhythms. Lots of children are um, predictable about when they need to go. Lots of kids will kind of stand there and you can kind of tell they're thinking about needing to go and you can guide them to the potty. So it, it is definitely a process but certainly from a Montessori perspective it's very respectful and so even from when they're young, even doing stand up diaper changes so the child's participating in that process as much as possible and we make it a process it's not like well now we start toilet learning it's a process from birth when as much as they're able to take on more responsibility they participate more in their care
0: and that involves toileting it sounds easy doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it does but it's uh but it's, it's a process. It's great and i love mean, i love the, the stand up diaper changing I and mean, i think that that's just the beginning of that kind of respect you've given us so many great ways to incorporate children into our life and into our routine and make it feel seamless what are some of your favorite memories or things that you love to do with one of your younger toddlers
1: i mean obviously cooking because i feel like we do so much of it but i think the thing that i love is just when they're doing a puzzle or you can just see that they're blocks or play-doh and you can just see that they are so connected and you just feel you like you provided that moment. So when it, when we're providing activities, we need to provide the things that connect with the child. So when they're engaged and they're just like totally absorbed in their work, whether it's drawing or gardening or snipping flowers, it's like that moment when you just think, uh-huh, like I've got it. They're doing what they need to be. Doing, you can just get that sense that they are 100% happy and content and the needs are being met. When you just have those little moments during the day, it's just like amazing, right? Because we know that's the goal. That's the goal for me.
0: When you see that your child engaged in activity that's not too hard, not too easy, it's just the right level of challenge is just so heartening to see. Kylie, thank you so much for being here with us. It's been wonderful talking to you.
1: Thank you so much, Jessica.
0: Let's review how we can introduce more Montessori principles into our homes. Takeaway number one, invite toddlers to participate in household responsibilities. Remain open-minded about the outcomes and try to be okay with how long it takes. We want the child to develop problem-solving skills, critical thinking, coordination, and all these things are more important than spilling a little juice or unevenly chopped carrots. Takeaway number two. Toddlers are curious about the world around them. Foster that curiosity by introducing them to living animals and real world things. What can your child smell, touch, taste, hear? Multisensory experiences help them to make connections that will build on that curiosity and lay the foundation for more learning. Children need to experience something directly with their bodies before they can understand it in their minds. Takeaway number three. You might be surprised by how capable your toddler is if you give them an opportunity to rise to the occasion. Take a pause before stepping in to help, whether that be in pouring a drink or putting their shoes on. Because quite often, those moments when your child is struggling is when they are most likely to learn for themselves. Lots of great ideas for How to Montessori Your Home by Kylie on loveevery.com and Kylie's blog, howwemontessori.com. You've been listening to My New Life. If you think this episode might be helpful to a fellow parent, please share. And if you'd like to learn more about the topics discussed in today's show, head over to loveevery.com. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y.com. I'm Jessica Rolfe. Thanks for listening.